Hey, ¿qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, before we begin, I want to thank uh, my friends here here at Mexica Bar and Mexica the restaurant. Um, Ernie, thank you for giving me the space today to record. Um, it's a different setting, different time. I normally record in the afternoons. is a little bit early, but not too early because it's a Friday. Normally, normally record on Saturday, so Fridays are um, uh, like an anomaly. Not, not. I'm not. I'm getting used to the schedule. But um, I guess today is a current um, Imperial City Council member, uh, former city uh, former Imperial Mayor. Um, she's now running for IID Division Five. My guest today is Karin Eugenio. Eugenio, uh-huh. um, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you to Ernie and Jessica for allowing us to use this space. And if you haven't been to Mexico Brewery yet, their food is amazing. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I've never. Uh, it's my first time here at the bar. Um, I've had their pizza and it's... Oh, it's their, the, yeah, their delicious. foods. Their food's amazing. Their yeah. beer's really good too. They yeah. make it here. It's it's really just a a very hidden local gem. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into you know politics and your campaign and everything, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, so I grew up here in Imperial Valley, uh, born and raised in El Centro. Uh, I lived here until I was um, eighteen. Graduated from Central Union. Uh, I moved away. When I was 18 to San Diego, attended uh, Cal State San Marcos, got a degree in literature and writing, uh, then went to San Diego State and attained a master's in rhetoric and writing. I'm currently studying uh, in a PhD program for uh, in educational studies. It's a joint doctoral program between Claremont Graduate University and San Diego State. I've been teaching at IVC since 2010, teaching at San Diego State Colexco since 2017. I was elected to the uh, Imperial City Council in 2018. Uh, last year, I was, I'm the immediate past mayor of the city of Imperial. I'm currently still serving um, on the Imperial City Council. This is my last year. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you decide to go into politics? I've always been politically inclined. I remember the first thing that I was super excited about when I turned 18 was that I had the ability to vote. Um, so I've always been very engaged in that realm. Um, but it really, it, it really took a big turn for me when I moved to San Francisco after having lived in San Diego for about 14 years. Um, I, my first job in San Francisco was for working, I was working for Aaron Peskin, who's a, a board supervisor, and I worked on his uh, reelection campaign. And I was just very uh, impressed by how uh, engaged people were, and, and not just in San Francisco, but in Northern California. Like we, we always had an abundance of volunteers. People were very, very active, and it, it wasn't something I grew up seeing here. And so, um, it's just something that I wanted to bring with me when I returned to Southern California. Um, you know, speaking of, of involvement, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm from Calexico. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see? Do you feel that um, Imperial is, uh, you know, the community that is a little bit more uh, involved when it comes to politics? Because I, I know in Calexico we always have like a low voter mm-hmm. turnout. Do you feel like collect, um, Imperial is a little bit more involved when it comes to it? Yes, Imperial is um, a very active and um, very vocal population. And it's, it's uh, as we were saying before the interview, Imperial is kind of an anomaly. We have a really good population of, of professionals and a lot of law enforcement. Um, and that's, and we, we moved back. Uh, 
to Imperial County in 2015 when my daughter was initially a, a few months after she was born. And, um, you know, Imperial just was the natural uh, move for us. That's where my former husband was from. And it's just a very it's it's always been at least in the top like five or ten um, of the safest cities in California. Uh, so it's safe. Uh, people are very engaged. People take a lot of pride in their community in Imperial. And it's it's what makes me love living there, raising my daughter there and having served there. Yeah, um, I think that, I mean, Imperial is something, some, a place that I've, we've been thinking of maybe moving mm-hmm. in the future. You should. <laughs> um, but when it comes to like their politics, yes. it seems that, that um, it's always like kept in-house, like you know, Calexico is always like in the Ivy Press, mm-hmm. whether it's their school board or mm-hmm. the city council. But Imperial is one of the cities that, um, you know, in the last 10, 15 years has grown a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, construction still going on. Mm-hmm. And, but yet it feels that, you know, their politics, you know, the, the city council has always been. You know, I guess they keep their issues in-house and not make it seem... Yeah. Do you, do you we're, we're very protective of one another in Imperial. As a council, we're, there, we have a lot of pride for our city. Um, and, and so we... I think that's reflected in obviously what you've seen. Um, we we do have someone that comes to all of our council members from uh, from Calixco Chronicle, and so I feel like that's kind of where we get the most uh, publicity from. Uh, Richard Brown from the Calixco Chronicle and the Holtville Tri- Tribune is just amazing. So we're always like very satisfied with what he produces, and and when we do share what we're doing, that's that's traditionally where it goes. Yeah. Um- you're running for Division 5 um, for the ID. Yes. Um, I feel that that division, you know, how it's mapped out is kind of... Do you feel that it's it's a little mm-hmm. bit weird the way it's mapped out? Because, I mean, you get like a little bit part of Calexico right. and then Holtville and then right. a, a part of Imperial. Yeah, yeah, it's all of Imperial, which is great for me because I... Uh, I I, I love the city of Imperial. And, and just to go back to what you said before, we are one of the fastest growing cities in the state of California. Um, and with the redistricting, there were some changes. I believe it used to be it was all all of Imperial before and all of Holtville. Now it's still all of Imperial with just a third of Holtville and a tiny sliver of kind of the northeastern end of Calexico. So mm-hmm. it is a little strange of a division, but I'm do, happy with it. Do you feel that, you know, you have <clears throat> an advantage there like, um, having all of Imperial part of the... I think so. Um, I was fortunate enough when I ran in 2018 to have come in first in my election. Um, I, you know, there were there were some campaign promises that I made that I feel like I've I've upheld. My, my biggest platform was uh, beautification and parks. And we've been able to, in the last almost four years, completely restructure our parks department. Uh, come, we created a nonprofit, which I sit on the board of for our parks department. Uh, we've We've got a lot of new projects happening within our parks, exercise equipment, just, uh, you know, shades going up, new play structures. Uh, we also just reno- we're in the process of renovating Highway 86. We just attained several uh, million dollars in funds for that complete transformation, which we now owned from uh, from Caltrans. And then for me, my biggest uh, like 
thing that I'm proud of and accomplishment uh, was what was able to what I was able to work on last year as mayor, which is the the, the negotiation and the sale of the what we coined in 2018 the notorious ghost hotel. <laughs> so that is uh, you know the the whole north end of Imperial, but especially with the creation of now that the transformation of this hotel is just going to be completely different. So it's going to have a a bar, a restaurant. We have that new McDonald's and Starbucks that uh, McDonald's just opened. Starbucks will open soon. But um, I think that that was one of the most, uh, I guess, in the last year, controversial things. It is. It is. That was the sale of that property happened before I I joined the board um, in 2018. And then once it's sold, we don't, you know, as long as they fit, as long as the the purchasers uh, build within their zoning abilities or capabilities, then you know they can put in whatever they want. And so, that is controversial. The traffic um, and the issues that arise from the middle school and now the new post office, McDonald's and and uh, Starbucks is has been controversial. Um, I I get it. Um, I've seen the traffic, but we are working very closely with the school board and our police department to help, uh, you know, mitigate those issues. Yeah, I think the you know, like I said, like these last last couple of years, that's like one of the the few things that I've heard yeah. out, of, out of Imperial. Yes. You know, people that were yes. a little bit mad. Yeah, about. people are very actively dissatisfied with yeah. that whole traffic situation, and and I get it, and we are. We are working on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now what made you decide to run for after, you know, almost completing your first term as a city council mm-hmm. member for Imperial, mm-hmm. what made you decide to run for IAD? Uh, honestly, I, I have loved my time on council. I've had a great relationship with my fellow council members and my staff. And I just I've, I've really loved what I've been doing. I tend to not do the same thing twice. And uh, it. IID just seemed like the natural progression for me. Um, it allows me to continue what I'm doing within my community, but with a further reach. Um, I, like so many others, have been watching the IID closely in the last several years, and what I've seen is um, disturbing. Uh, you know, the infighting and the and the disrespect for some of the board members towards one another has just been alarming. And um, as someone like myself, on my on my father's side, I come from a legacy of 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 uh of farmers um you know people very deep-seated in the agricultural industry my father came here to it to farm from india when he was 17 years old um and so if it if it weren't for his farming efforts i would not you know be here my my brother paul uh was also a farmer his kids study agriculture my my sister jane she went to cal poly san luis obispo her husband also went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo so it's it's part of who um, who I am and um, and it's just something I felt very passionate and compelled to do um, you know I was thinking the other day about you know what you know with all the politics going on right now mm-hmm. um, like there like all these politics like whether it's city council or the county school boards it's like a e- ecosystem of, of politics right. here in the valley right yes so where would you place, you know, if you would have to rank them, where would you place IID as the importance? I mean, I would I would say IID is argue, arguably, you know, the most important entity in the Imperial County without water and power. We we couldn't exist. And so the rights that we have traditionally had to to water, um, you know, are, are consistently under uh, under threat. And uh, the you know, the more. 
The more infighting that occurs, the more vulnerable we are to outside entities. And it's important that we work really hard, to put it lightly, to preserve uh, those rights and to preserve that and, and to continue and ensure that our biggest industry, the agricultural industry, is preserved and that the entitlements we have had are continued to be protected and preserved. Do you feel that there's um, a, a way to kind of have like a happy medium where everybody, you know, farmers are um, happy in terms of, you know, how much they're getting off from from the water or like, you know, how much profit they're making and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the residents, you know, happy with, you know, their rates and right. water rates. Do right. you think there's a way we can achieve that? Definitely. I think that, um, especially with my opponent, there's been, uh, she's had kind of a... Uh, how do I put this? Um, it seems like, I don't know, uh, a distrust or an anger towards uh, a lot of our farmers. And I don't think it has to be that way. I don't think it has to be one or the other. It's not it's not the ID against agriculture. Agriculture is, you know, one of our, our it, it's it's. It's made us who we are. Without it, who would we be? And um, but as ratepayers, for the average person like you and I, the most important thing about that IID, about that entity, is our bills, what we see monthly. And so it's important to, you know, have a bite, have a board that fights for those lower energy rates that we've con- that we've continually had to make sure that we continue to have those rates, but also preserve the industry that has put us on the map that makes us so valuable to the rest of the country. It's not, it's not us against them, you know, Mm. and, and farmers having, you know, uh, having a brother who's in the agriculture industry, it's, it's a hard industry. You know, some seasons you don't make any money. Sometimes it's a huge loss and it's, it's always a gamble. Um, and this gamble is taken for, you know, for the benefit of everyone in our country to ensure that, we all have food and produce and and um, and sustenance, and so, um, you know, it's a it's a hard job. We but shouldn't you, make it harder. Do you feel that um, it it would be fair for them to um, when they when they have a bad season to mm-hmm. sell some of their water, or you know, is it is it um, do you feel strongly about keeping it here? I feel uh, personally, I feel strongly about keeping the water here. I feel like our water rights are our most valuable um, asset for our own uh, ability to survive and for um, our farmers to be able to continue to farm. So I, it's, important for me, it's important for me to keep our rates low and to keep our water here. Um, you, you talk about, you know, the, the division within mm. the board. Um, do you feel that? That's always a bad thing or there's... That's a good question. Um, we aren't elected to agree on everything. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different opinions. That's one of the things that I valued the most about my council is that we're all entirely different. You know, I'm an educator. One of my, my other, one of my other fellow council members is, um, you know, a scientist or a biologist. Uh, the other is, you know, a business, a business owner. One of the other, you know, two of them are business owners. Um, and the other one works for the IID. We all come from very different places. Um, you know, politically, religiously, personally, and uh, and we're, we're elected to bring those different opinions and values to that council. And But one thing that we've never done is we've never 
brought those differences publicly. Like we have had disagreements publicly as far as like not all of us vote the same um, on particular issues, but we've never reduced ourselves to name calling or just, uh, you know, we've never been disrespectful to one another. And I think that's important. It's important to stick to our uh, our priorities and it's important to stick to our, our values. But I don't think it's it's conducive to, um, you know, to helping our community to engage in behavior that's just alarming or disturbing or disrespectful. Um, if elected, what do you think uh, you bring to the bar that will make it better for, like you said, not only farmers, but, you know, mm -hmm. the normal uh, resident? Yes. I mean, I'm coming, to, um, you know, just like I've come to my council from my perspective, I'd be coming to the district with my perspective as a mother, first and foremost. The reason I ran for council is because my greatest job and responsibility is being a mother to my seven-year-old daughter. And everything that I do is to establish a proper, um, you know, to be a to be a proper role model to her to show her that we as as women as mothers can do anything we set our hearts to. So I would bring I would be bringing that perspective as a mother as an educator. I've worked in education my entire adult life. I've taught every grade um, pretty much from kindergarten to college, um, and I also you know. Um, I've, I've owned a small business. I owned a coffee shop for a few years. And so, um, but, but mostly I think my most valuable, um, asset and trait that I can bring to the district is my ability to, uh, you know, treat others fairly and to be open to other people's perspective. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but I want to take a minute and thank today's sponsors. I want to thank my friends, Camila Garcia, Jake, Eddie Lopez from Roots Creative, Ms. Norma Sierra Galindo, IID Director representing Division 5 and serving the entire Imperial Valley. Valley Sports Network, the source for Imperial Valley sports. I want to thank my friends Sergio Tacos, Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs with eight years of experience serving the Imperial Valley, San Diego, Yuma counties with Mexicali-style hot dogs and taquizas. Contact Sergio at 760-562-0057 or look for Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs on Facebook. I want to thank Eric Reyes from Los Amigos de la Comunidad, empowering communities together. Finally, I want to thank David Gastelum. If you're thinking of buying or selling home in the Imperial or San Diego counties, make sure you contact David. He's not only a realtor, but an investor with over 20 years of experience, and he'll teach you along the way one of the most important investments of your life. All right, well, let's get back to the interview. Um, what have you done or what have you learned from being in the city council that you think you could bring to to the board to the id board because i mean it's yeah. like like you mentioned you know mm -hmm. i think the id board is one of the if not the best the the most important um no board that we have here in, right. in the valley um you know you would be i mean in city council you're you're dealing with uh local you know mm -hmm. small town um issues mm -hmm. but now if, when you go to the id you're dealing with you know water rights you know right. people in sacramento or even colorado or you know all around the colorado river you know you're going to be dealing with people that are trying to get our water so right. you know what do you think you've you've uh, experienced as a as a city council member that help you prepare for right. this issue um, well, definitely, um, I've learned how to be a public servant. Um, it's, it's, it's not an easy job and you have to have very tough skin. I've learned that 
in a very hard way. Um, but first and foremost, remembering who I work for. And for me, it's, it's, I don't work for staff. I work for my constituents and always being able to be open minded and available for people who have issues. The IID obviously is, uh, you know, has a much larger reach, um, than, than, than a city council does. Um, but, you know, learning to uh, to work in a leadership position, to uh, remember to stay true to my values, to what I bring to the table, learning to use diplomacy amongst, you know, my fe- my fellow council members. And in this context would be fellow um, directors or board members. Um, so all of those things, you know, remembering first and foremost who I work for um, and to not take things personally. Um, yeah, because when you say um, who you work for, it's it's your constituents, which is Division Five. But right. at the end of the day, like some of the decisions you make impact the whole Imperial Valley. Not, yes, exactly. You know, so it's yeah, it's a it's a tough you know road to, to take. It is. Um, so you mentioned that when you went into city council, you had a couple of, of things that you wanted to tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, going if you're elected, but some of the things that you you know really want to focus on and mm-hmm. make sure that. Or change? Yeah. Um, I mean, my biggest priorities, as I mentioned before, are just ensuring that we continue to keep our, our rates low, ensuring to keep um, our water here, making sure that I'm um, engaged and active. I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not here um, to make any promises about uh, what I'm going to, you know, things I'm going to fulfill. But what I can promise is that I will read every agenda very diligently, that I will do my research, that I will represent the Imperial Valley and this board very well, and that I will fight hard to make sure that um, everything I do is within the best interest of the Imperial Valley. Um, If you would have to give uh, like a elevator pitch, what Mm -hmm. would it be? If you're meeting somebody somewhere and they ask you, oh, you're running for IID, mm-hmm. but you have like two minutes to tell them, what would, what would you? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, it's kind of a combination of everything I've already said mm-hmm. in that um, I'm very loyal to um, being a public servant. It's something that I truly enjoy. And not a lot of people do, you know, being, being in the, being a, a public person is 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 a difficult thing like i said you have to have tough skin you have to be passionate about it and it's not something that you can take lightly um so uh, again as a as a mother as an educator as a former small business owner um you know my promises are just to to work hard to take it seriously to make sure that i'm research informed and that i do my due diligence um and to make sure that you know um that I don't discontinue doing what I'm already doing. Like I said, as as a council member, I was able to fulfill a lot of things that I that I hope to do, which was uh, improve our parks, improve our you know our highway eighty six. Just make this a place that has a stronger quality of life, a better quality of life. You know, some of the issues that exist here are are is our air quality, our asthma rates. Um, you know, and and things like improving our parks or improving our community or making sure that our water is, is um, you know, affordable and and clean and healthy. All of those things um, are of, of utmost importance to me. Um, what, what is um, your take on, on the whole lithium thing? You know, mm-hmm. you know, they recently, I think 
was this week that they approved right. to, to move forward. It's exciting. I mean, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of dialogue and conversations about lithium and what its capabilities are within the Imperial County. Um, and I, I'm very hopeful that it will bring us, you know, a better quality of life, that it will bring us much needed uh, tax dollars for community. You know, we're, we're an underserved community. I grew up here. And for me as an educator, my priority has always been to make sure that people know what it means to live in an underserved community and to know what it means as a public leader to be able to serve our community better, right? And so lithium for me and for a lot of people symbolizes hope and optimism mm-hmm. um, and, you know, again, just a better quality of life for our constituents. Yeah. But I think that's something that always um, kind of is not, you know, when I've t- talked to a couple of people that are, uh, whether it's a county or ID, and, you know, we mentioned that lithium and, you know, I was going to bring jobs and tax mm-hmm. money, but uh, something that hardly ever gets mentioned is uh, the environmental impact. You know, right. how is it going to affect us? How are we going to make sure that, you right. know, some of the things that they do aren't going to affect us in the long run? Right. Um, how is that important to you? Like, it's important for me to make sure that um, that the wealth actually affects our county, right? We've seen instances before where where people have come in and made a lot of money at our expense, and that money hasn't been recirculated back into our community. And you can see that um, in the reflection of the state of so many things within our county. And so it's important for me and it's a priority for me to make sure that the people who live here are the ones who benefit from 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 this lithium extraction, right? We we are in a position right now to make our community better, to um, to share that wealth and and I want to do everything with my within my power to make sure that um, that that happens. Okay. Um, where can people follow your campaign? Do you have a website? Uh, I do. Media? I have a Facebook page. Um, it's uh, uh, um, Eugenio for IID Division 5. Um, so I have that. Uh, I think we just opened an Instagram page. So Facebook, Instagram. Um, and we just released a new uh, commercial yesterday that will be available on YouTube as well. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else that you want to add that I didn't, you know, ask you or talked about? Yeah. Um. I mean, you asked some pretty good questions, so I think we're, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. But um, uh, just that, I guess, you know, there have been some allegations, like in the the last podcast here, that I'm, you know, that I. Uh, and, and maybe working for certain people or special interests. And, you know, I'm my own person. I'm, I've worked hard my whole life to, to be an educator. You know, like I said, I'm studying in a PhD program. I am capable of, of thinking, uh, you know, for myself. And so, um, again, I'm a mother. I'm a public servant. I'm an educator. And, um, you know, if anyone has any questions for me about why I'm running, what I feel like I can bring to this board, um, you know, reach out to me in whatever capacity and, and know that um, I work for no one. I serve no one other than my constituents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, um, uh, you know that often gets thrown like with mm-hmm. a- anybody that's running. Like, oh yeah, he's 
So and so's. Yeah, I believe the exact wor- words were uh, "cute little articulate Chicanos," uh, you know, doing the dirty work for farmers. Uh, I mean, I've been called a lot worse than "cute" and "articulate," so I'll take it. But um, it's completely inaccurate. So, are you used to? Are you already used to the, you know, everything that goes around with you know running a campaign like these sorts yeah, of things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some unpleasantries to running a campaign. Um, I've been very fortunate in that I've had a very um, a very supportive um, a very supportive group of people within Imperial that um, that um, that have just you know been been wonderful to serve. And you know, there's always people who are angry, and I I get that. I get that. There are people who want things done and want changes done and I've taken those you know initially there's a little bit of like oh if if only you could ask that in a little bit of a nicer way you know I feel like my I have a very tough skin but you know I'm also like sensitive at times but um but every time that that's happened if I've been um you know challenged on like why does this park look this way or what are you doing about this I take it as um you know as as a as extra motivation you know people should be angry people should be dissatisfied with things that don't look good or aren't working and so I would rather people be vocal about what isn't working than to stay silent so I appreciate people's feedback in whatever whatever form that may be if it leads to something constructive um you know that's fine yeah i think that's one of the um because i've thought of about running for city council mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. but um i think I'm, I'm i'm better now before i used to get on you know on facebook and fight with people but now mm-hmm. like i've learned to yeah I, I give credit to my wife because she's the one like like almost taking my phone away to not you yeah. know, do it because it, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, I mean, and I get it. You know, some people are passionate and mm-hmm. and they have their own opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have my own opinions, and I mean, it's just my passion, you know, for whatever right. I, I I believe in. Right. Um, and yeah, it's hard to not go into that back and forth with right. people that sometimes you know they do have a good point and sometimes they don't they're just right yeah i mean we're all coming from different places sometimes we have bad days sometimes we're go. you know a lot of us are going through through things and so learning to not take things personally and know that you know there's only so much you can do and if someone is interested in having a constructive conversation then you can have that and sometimes it's just it's just not sometimes it's just a reflection of how they're feeling and learning how to decipher those two and um and to let things that shouldn't stay with you you know not stay with you yeah yeah for sure well thank you for for sharing um i really appreciate it um like i said it's 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 kind of early on a friday uh, (laughs) good friday um and you have your your um social media guy over here one of my former students here (laughs) helping me with my social media he was a very uh gracious enough to volunteer yeah yeah (laughs) um so thank you again for for coming on um i really appreciate it um, thank you for reaching out. Um, you reached out and, 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 and asked yeah. to be on. Um, like I said, anybody else that's running for any elected position, mm-hmm. you want to come on, um, you're more than welcome. Um, just you know, make sure you email me or send me a message, but um, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, but once again, I want to thank Ernie and Mexica Brewing for, and the bar for allowing us today to record here today. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening or watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.